0: Welcome to Tribe Talk, presented by Progressive, making it easy to bundle home and car insurance. Brought to you by Subway, where winners eat.
1: Welcome to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse along with you this weekend from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. A loaded show for you today. A lot to get to. We will begin with Mike Chernoff, the Indians general manager. Just get a recap on some of the housekeeping that the Indians have uh, done in the past week affecting players like Ryan Rayburn, Mike Avilas, and Gavin Floyd, Ryan Webb, all part of last year's team. Uh, They have been cut loose for the time being by the tribe but uh, could return in different capacities over the course of the off season. Michael shed some light on that situation shortly. We'll also hear from Ryan LaFever, broadcaster for the Kansas City Royals, the world champions and He'll uh, fill us in on how the postseason went for Kansas City, and insider's take on that. And we will also have full coverage of the 2015 Bob Feller Active Valor Awards Ceremony. That was in Washington, D.C. earlier this week. Uh, one of the great speeches from Tommy Lasorda. If you've never heard Tommy Lasorda speak, uh, stay with us. That's coming up in our third segment today. And also we'll hear from Bob DiBiasio, Indians Vice President, who was in Washington, D.C. for the ceremonies earlier this week as well so a lot to get to and we will get rolling shortly as tribe talk begins on the cleveland indians radio network
2: hey it's flo and this is my impression of a coach giving the ultimate pep talk listen the proper technique is going to progressive.com so you can see progressives direct rate with our competitors rates even if we're not the lowest like we practice and remember no matter what happens the important thing is to try and save some money out there Uh, thanks coach Man, I love this job. Compare rates and save at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations.
3: To those who say, just as the sun rises in the east, so too must breakfast be enjoyed in the morning. McDonald's now says, yeah, we don't really agree with that. Introducing McDonald's new all-day breakfast menu. Now you can get fluffy hotcakes, hash browns, and other delectable tastes day and night. It's time to start enjoying the breakfast you love anytime you wish. Breakfast items vary by location. Deliciousness doesn't.
4: I don't need to be taught I'm special. I know what What it it took
5: to to be here.
0: What can you give me?
5: That no one else can.
0: I don't want to just sit in the classroom. I
5: want to go
6: places. And do things. I want more.
2: Discover experiential learning at the University of Toledo. Learn abroad, become part of research teams, take part in community projects and more. Get out of the classroom and discover yourself. Visit utoledo.edu to learn more. I just want the world. Tribe fans, you can become a season ticket holder for less than $40 a month. Make a deposit today to receive up to 20% off single-game tickets and priority access to opening day tickets and postseason games. Season ticket holders also get access to exclusive VIP player events and more. Don't miss a minute of the action. Get the best seats, the best prices, and the best perks with Indian season tickets. Call 216-420-HITS or visit Indians.com to find out more.
1: Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Progressive Field, downtown Cleveland, and a week where the Indians took care of some some housekeeping things as they really get ready for the offseason and trying to improve the ball club as much as possible, and we're joined now by General Manager Mike Chernoff. And Mike, when you look at what you need to do, I know once the World Series ends, certain things kick into place for different players, and the Indians were impacted by that this week. Explain uh, what happens with Mike Aviles and a Gavin Floyd and a Ryan Webb once the World Series is done?
3: Yeah, so as soon as the World Series ends, uh, any anybody that's a potential free agent immediately becomes a free agent. So Mike Aviles, as you said, Ryan Webb and Gavin Floyd are all players that, that were at service point and contract point where they become free agents. So they immediately come off the roster. There's what's called a quiet period for five days after that where teams can begin – discussing their opportunity with external players so we can start talking to other other free agents that are out there. Teams can talk to those three guys who became free agents, but you can't actually sign a player from another organization yet or talk about dollars yet. So there's it's what's called the quiet period where kind of nothing's happening quite yet in the free agency world except guys are starting to come off the roster and you're beginning to have those conversations about your opportunity and who may be a
1: fit for you and outfielder Ryan Rayburn in a different situation. The Indians declined an option on him, so uh, he is out there as well. And and what did you see there with him in terms of declining the option, but maybe still leaving a door open for him to return next season?
3: Yeah, I think with all four of those players, um, they all made huge contributions here in the times that they were here. Um, Even Gavin Floyd, just his presence in spring training obviously didn't work out. Uh, for much of the season with his injury, but the way that he came back, it was a great rehab process, an extremely positive guy in the clubhouse. So the, in, in different ways, they each made an impact here. I think we will continue to engage with all four of them, including Ryan. So in Ryan's situation, we have to look at alternatives on the market, see what's in the right range of possibilities for us in terms of the types of players we can add, the cost of those players, and i think really it's a more matter of timing we just weren't willing to commit the resources to that spot for him quite yet i think as we go through the off season we'll see and stay engaged with him and see if it, it it's a potential fit a little bit later in the off season maybe
1: getting back to to gavin floyd you mentioned some of the positive attributes there from his perspective with the injuries that he's had it seemed like he, he hit on something that was very good for him from that training staff standpoint and medical standpoint here that allowed him to come back at the end of the season. How much do you think that will play into to his decision uh, in the months ahead?
3: I hope it will play in. I think it, it's been a selling point for a lot of players in considering coming here. I mean, you look at some of the successes that we've had in helping to rebuild careers, guys all the way back to like Kevin Millwood coming in here, uh, in 2005 all the way up to Scott Casimir coming in and having the great season that he had with us a couple of years ago. I think our medical staff is highly regarded in the industry and our integration of that into how we use guys. We try not to abuse pitchers, starters, or relievers. We're very cognizant of the balance between medical uh, and the durability side of it with the performance side. So I think we've built that reputation, and it's been a strong selling point for us. It was one of the reasons Gavin wanted to be here last year. And I would imagine as we look forward, he or other players that are in similar situations will view that as a positive as well.
1: Mike Chernoff joining us, Indians general manager, and uh, general managers will meet uh, this coming week ahead in uh, the annual GM meetings. And Mike, how much activity do you expect uh, just based on what you're seeing here? Uh, not even since the World Series ended, but for teams that, that weren't a part of the postseason. I know they get started a little bit more quickly on things. Uh, do you expect to see much activity uh, coming out of these meetings?
3: It's hard to say. I mean, 10 years ago, so I, I started in 2003 with the Indians, and even back then, I like, think about the world of cell phones and email and stuff like that. Uh, the These meetings, the GM meetings, the winter meetings in December, A lot of these were kind of the kickoff meetings for the off-season. So you'd go to the GM meetings, you'd explore interests with teams, see where maybe you lined up, and then try to line things up to do your actual business closer to the winter meetings and try to get it done before the holidays in December. I think nowadays it's a little bit different. There's such an increase in the volume of communication that we have with teams because of text messaging, email. You know, Everyone's got their cell phone on at all times, obviously. So I think we see that it's much more spread out. These meetings are still a great time to have those face-to-face discussions with other teams. And in a lot of ways, these are still the kickoff meetings to the offseason. But you're even seeing with teams like Tampa Bay and Seattle that recently did a trade, some of, that, some of those trades are happening way earlier than they have in the past. So I think this is a great opportunity to touch base with teams, make sure that the teams maybe we don't communicate with as much, we get a chance to see them and explore fits with them. But I don't necessarily know that things are going to happen immediately after these meetings.
1: Uh, it, it's still amazing though. No, on the field, the season is done, but it, it it's just this is that busy season for you guys, though, isn't it? Coming up here the next uh, month or so to to really get things rolling.
3: Yeah, it's fun though. I mean, this is a time when you can really address team needs, discuss where we want to head for the future, um, and work on the on the roster. I mean, there's not a lot you can do in season. you know the trade deadline, but outside of that, there's not a whole lot that you can do in terms of adding players to your team, considering uh, free agents, considering trades, those types of things. So this is what we work for. It's it's to have a chance in the offseason to make an impact on the team and hopefully put the pieces in place to compete for the World Series next year.
1: And you mentioned that, and it seems like, I don't know if it, maybe it's just perception because of, of how close the Indians have been, but it seems like there's a lot of teams where it might not take a whole lot to get in a good position. And maybe that's just based on how teams have broken through and made some noise in the playoffs and world series the last couple of years.
3: Yeah. I mean, you know, we, we can only look internally. And when we look at our situation, we feel like we have a pitching staff, especially the starting staff in place to, to compete, to be a really competitive group, um, potentially one of the better ones out there. Anytime you have that foundation of pitching, I think you've got something to work around and something to build around. So our challenge this offseason is how do we complement that team to make sure we put ourselves in the best position? Like you said, a lot of teams are looking up right now. You're always optimistic in the offseason that you can do it. A lot of teams are looking at the same things and taking the same things. How do we make sure that we are one step ahead of them and doing the things that we need to do to make sure we're we're competitive at that level?
1: Uh, Mike, as always, thanks for the update. Appreciate you stopping by, and uh, good luck with things next week. Thanks, Rosie. Mike Chernoff, Indians General Manager. Stay tuned, more to come after this on the Indians Radio Network.
0: Meet Peter. Hello? Peter is about to round out his bobblehead collection.
5: Just need one more.
0: But he'll go below his account's minimum balance and get charged a fee. Minimum balance fee? Yep. Because of a wiggly little statue.
2: Switch to a KeyBank hassle-free account with no monthly minimum balance or overdraft fees. Get full details at key.com slash switch now or any KeyBank branch. Member FDIC and Banking Home of the Indians. Hey, it's Flo, and this is my impression of a 1930s gangster using Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Yeah, see? This Name Your Price tool really lays it all out on the table, see? All I had to do was tell her how much I wanted to spend, and it gave me options in one place, see? Makes all of it easy to see, see? It's easy to find insurance that fits your budget with the Name Your Price tool. Only at Progressive.com. I might need glasses so I can see more when I'm doing gangster stuff, see? Progressive Casualty Insurance Company. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Progressive Field and we are joined now by one of the broadcasters for the Kansas City Royals, Ryan Lefever. We always like to throw in a former minor leaguer in the Indians farm system who uh, has Don't been with- that. <laughs> No sir. And uh, he is now uh, you could consider it a longtime broadcaster for the Royals and has been through the the tough times, but no better times to be a Kansas City fan than this season as they win the World Series last weekend in New York City. And uh, Ryan, what a roller coaster ride the the playoffs always are. But Kansas City, a team that played so well most of the season, and uh, certainly seemed to be able to carry that through to the playoffs. Uh, a lot of hard work, I know, to get where they are today. And it must have been something else last weekend in New York City.
6: Boy, it was, Rosie. And you're right. It was, if you followed the Royals from a distance and you just looked at their place in the standings, it would be easy to say, well, it was just a, you know, Royals just kind of sailed through the regular season and, you know, they won the World Series. But it it really wasn't that way. The Royals were always playing for something. First they were playing for the division, and then, truthfully, shortly after the all star break, I mean it was it was pretty obvious unless, you know, they had a catastrophic failure and, and Minnesota became white hot that the Royals were going to win the division. But then Toronto just became a beast and I don't think anybody wanted to face them in the postseason. And certainly if you had to face them in the postseason, you wanted to have home field advantage and minimize another played at Rogers Center. So they played for that all the way until game 162. And then there was the dilemma of, you know, how much to rest the players in the final month of the season? And really, Ned Hill said the last kind of six weeks of the season to rest guys, and, you know, are they going to lose their edge? Are they going to lose their rhythm and their timing? And the Royals really did not play well in September. They didn't play well at all. They were several games under 500, um, And then eighth inning, Game four of the division series against the Astros, and I don't know if anyone really wanted to play the Astros opposed to either, and the Royals are down by four runs going into the top of the eighth inning. And in my mind, I'm thinking of all the positives that came out of 2015 because, to me, that season was over. They were down two games to one. The Astros were going to win. We were going to go back to Kansas City. It was going to be a disappointing year. And um, they have that miraculous comeback, and it was that, that game was the equivalent of the wild card game last year that really was the spark that got them going, got them back to playing their style of baseball. And really, they had very little There's challenges in front of them from that point forward.
1: Take us back to when you showed up at spring training, because I was surprised at how little notoriety the Royals received from the national predictions and publications that would predict this year's World Series and and hot teams and things like that. I mean, here's a team, a young team, seemingly with a ton to play for after just missing winning the World Series, yet not a whole lot of credit came their way. And what did you notice when you showed up at spring training in terms of the theme presented by a lot of different players? Yeah, you know,
6: I I didn't notice. Much different, Rosie. I mean, people will say that when the experts predicted the Royals would not win the division, um, and I understand if someone picked them to finish second. I mean, the Indians looked like they were going to have a, a good year. Tigers had won four straight divisions. I mean, it was possible that the Royals could finish second, but the amount of people that picked them to finish third and fourth—I think there was this this um, perception that the Royals were offended by that, and as a result, they had a chip on their shoulder and they played with some more um, energy or more vinegar, if you will, this year as a result of that. And I don't I don't really buy into that. I don't remember hearing much of that. What I heard was, we were 90 feet away from winning the World Series. And truthfully, they were 90 feet away from tying the World Series. But I think if you're going bullpen against bullpen at that point in the game, I think the Royals are going to eventually win that game. And, but the, the game has just become so number-saturated that a lot of people looked at the Royals' statistics from 2014, and they felt like it was a statistical anomaly that the Royals got to where they were, that, you know, they hit 95 home runs, and no team with fewer than 100 home runs had ever made the World Series before, let alone Game 7 of the World Series. Royals didn't score enough runs, their run differential wasn't that good, so... Okay, you know what? They got they got the wild card spot. They won a miraculous wild card game. They got hot at the right time, and they ended up Game Seven of the World Series. But this isn't really a World Series caliber team. And what what they what they overlooked was the non numbers part of it. Where this team is just—they're so close. They came up together. They won together in the minor league. They lost together in the major league. They won together in the major league. They're accountable to one another. They all. They all know their role. They know their teammates' roles. They're fine sharing the limelight. I mean, I've never been around a group of guys, Rosie, that love playing baseball together like this group does. I mean, they just really love playing baseball together. And then some people doubted their motivation. You know, I mean, gosh, they got the Game 7 of the World Series. Nobody expected that. It's just going to be some sort of a, a letdown as a result of that. But, you know, it's one thing. If they had gotten to the first round and lost to the Angels who had won ninety eight games, and you'd say, Oh well, hey, what a year. They got that twenty nine year playoff drought off of their backs. If they had beaten the Angels and lost to the Orioles in the championship series, wow, they made it to the championship series. What a great year. Good job, guys. If they had made it to the World Series and lost in five games to the Giants, heck of a year, fellas. The Giants though, you know, they they this is their third World Series in five years. Can't expect you to beat the Giants. But to come that close and to realize that they were 90 feet away from being world champions, um, I can't think of anything that would motivate them more than that. And everything else had the potential of creating a letdown. But to get that close, I think that was the drive. I think they realized in their hearts, minus one pitcher, that really they were the better team. They outplayed the Giants in the World Series. The Giants happened to you know, have one guy that, that carried them in three games. So I think that more than anything else is what drove them this year. You know, several more years.
1: Well, this run was certainly a pleasure to watch. A lot of exciting baseball throughout the postseason, not only with the Royals but a lot of different teams. And ultimately, Kansas City comes out on top as the World Champs. And following them every step of the way, Ryan LaFever, who's been kind enough to join us. Ryan, enjoy the off season. I know it's a little bit shorter, but you'll take that any day of the week.
6: <laughs> That's right. I'll take. Uh... I'll take a World Series and a shorter offseason over uh, a long offseason and, believe it or not, 106 losses, and that's where the Royals have come from. That's where they were 10 years prior to winning the World Series.
1: Boy, just an incredible turnaround for that franchise. Thanks so much, Ryan. Appreciate it.
6: Rosie, we'll see you in good Year.
1: That's Ryan LeFever, broadcaster for the Kansas City Royals, talking about their run to the World Series championship and the celebration that followed. Stay with us when do we return. We'll have full coverage from the Active Valor Award ceremony that's in honor of Bob Feller. That was in Washington, D.C. earlier this week. We'll hear from Tommy Lasorda and Indians Vice President Bob DiBiaseo. That's after this timeout as we continue with Tribe Talk on the Indians Radio Network.
2: It's Flo, and this is my impression of a tech-savvy royal family. Yes, yes, ever since the palace became Wi-Fi-enabled, it's become so easy to use the Name Your Price tool on Progressive.com. I do agree, my queen. Simply telling it what we want to spend and seeing all our policy options, I'll send a screenshot to Duke. The Duke of Kent? No, my friend Duke. We're in a group chat together. LOL. It's easy to find insurance that fits your budget with the Name Your Price tool at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You know that little voice in your head that always says this? Don't eat that. You'll regret it in more ways than one. You should hear what it says about the protein-packed Subway sweet onion chicken teriyaki. Ooh, tender all-white meat teriyaki glazed chicken. Crisp veggies, sweet onion sauce all on freshly baked bread and under 400 calories. This is better than good. The legendary sweet onion chicken teriyaki. Sounds great, doesn't it? Subway, eat fresh. Calories refer to regular 6-inch subs on white or 9-grain wheat bread prepared to standard formula. See Subway.com for fat, saturated fat, cholesterol, sodium content, and full nutritional info. Hello. Tribe fans, you can become a season ticket holder for less than $40 a month. Make a deposit today to receive up to 20% off single-game tickets and priority access to opening day tickets and postseason games. Season ticket holders also get access to exclusive VIP player events and more. Don't miss a minute of the action. Get the best seats, the best prices, and the best perks with Indian season tickets. Call 216-420-HITS or visit Indians.com to find out more. As a dedicated Indians
0: fan, you really know your stuff about the team. Well, at Medical Mutual, we really know our stuff, too, when it comes to health insurance. We know how to navigate the health care system, and we know how to help our customers find the right coverage. That's why we're Ohio's largest health insurance company with an all-star roster of plans for individuals, families, and businesses. We're proud to be the official health insurer of your Cleveland Indians, and we can help find the right coverage for
2: you, too. Visit MedMutual.com slash GoTribe to learn
6: more
1: welcome back to tribe talk jim rosenhouse back with you from progressive field in downtown cleveland and we switch gears from Some baseball talk in terms of hard news from the Indians, World Series news from our buddy Ryan LeFever with the Kansas City Royals. And we turn it now to one of the greats of the game, Bob Feller, and the 2015 Bob Feller Act of Valor Award Ceremony. That was earlier this week, Wednesday night in Washington, D.C. This year's winners, and the award recognizes each year, one Baseball Hall of Famer that was former Royals player and now front office executive George Brett, a current professional player, Jonathan Lucroy, and then also a U.S. Navy Petty Officer, Chief Petty Officer, as well as a couple of other awards, including the Jerry Coleman Award, named after the former great with the Yankees and longtime broadcaster of the San Diego Padres. So a lot of good things happening in Washington, D.C. on Wednesday night. And the keynote speaker was Tommy Lasorda, Uh, manager for the Dodgers for 20 years and always an entertaining speaker. And uh, we're just going to play some bits and pieces, but he was so funny that uh, we had to go ahead with the whole thing. So here is Tommy Lasorda's speech at the Act of Valor Award Ceremony on Wednesday night in Washington, D.C. And we'll hear from Bob DiBiasio, Indians Vice President, a little bit later on in the program as well to talk about some of the award winners and the impact that the award has on those who are nominated, both nominated, and win the award eventually. But first, the thoughts of longtime baseball man and uh, funny man as well, Tommy Lasorda.
5: Well, I've been with the Dodgers now 65 years, and uh, I believe that I work for the greatest organization in baseball. But I've had the good fortune to speak to many, many military bases in this country and outside of the country. Those who wear the uniform of the greatest country in the world. And uh, putting in the baseball strategy, I managed the Dodgers for 20 years, and uh, sorry you didn't mention about I went to that same church you're talking about. We were playing the Reds in a big, big series, I said, I thought I should go to Mass and get as much help as I can. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I go in, and who comes in and sits right next to me but Johnny McNamara, the manager of the Cincinnati (laughs) Reds. I know why he's there. (laughs) He knows why I'm there. (laughs) So at the conclusion of the Mass, he was going to give me a ride back to the hotel. We walked out the center aisle together, and he veered off to the right, and he said, "Wait for me outside." I said, well, mass is over. He has gone, and uh, I went over this side of the church, and I watched him. And he lit a candle, and when he left, I went down and blew the candle. <laughs> hollered to him throughout the game, I said, "Hey Mac, it ain't burning." <laughs> uh, the life of him been asking for help by lighting a candle. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, uh, not too long ago, my wife actually accused me of loving the Dodgers in baseball. Loving more than loving her, so I said to her, I said, "Hey, I said, don't feel bad. I said, I love you more than I do football and basketball." <laughs> I don't know what time. I was out making a speech to a group of FBI agents in Los Angeles, and when I was coming home to Fullerton, I looked at the clock on the dash, 3 a.m., I said, oh god, no, 3 o'clock in the morning, and I gotta get home. So when I got to my house, I turned the lights off when I pulled the car from the driveway, and I got out and I closed the door very softly, so that wouldn't wake her. And I opened the door and I took my shoes off. I'm so sure you guys done this before. <laughs> and I start tiptoeing in. And all of a sudden, the lights go on. Where have you been? It's 3 o'clock in the morning. You're always out speaking, having a good time, and I'm here waiting. I said, hey, hold it. Hold the phone. And I reached up into the liquor cabinet and I drew down a bottle of vodka, which I sampled in those days. And I poured some in the glass. I said, taste this. She said, you know I don't drink. Get it away from me. I said, just take a sip. That's all I'm asking. She said, I don't want to take a sip. I said, please, just take one sip. And she took a sip and she said, ah! This stuff is heartball. I said, "See, you think I'm out enjoying myself." <laughs> we well, uh, yeah. no, I managed the Dodgers for twenty years, and um, if you see some of the guys that I had playing for me, you wonder how I made it. Steve Sachs, for example, he was a great player. He played this he he played hard. He was a great competitor. But his baseball ability well it was was always above well, his knowledge of flights. <laughs> so in, in baseball, you have four signs. Take bunt, hit, run, steal. So we're playing in we're playing in San Francisco. We got a man on first, and I give Joey a out of town and Malpatana, my coach a steal sign. And Saxey doesn't run. I give it to him again. It doesn't run. Well, I told him if you can't get a good jump, don't run because you're going to get thrown out. So I give a steal sign again, and it's into a double play and we're out of the inning. And uh, I said to Manny Motor, the first base coach, I said, Manny, you see, did you see the steel sign? He said, Yeah, I see it I said, well did you give the, give him the steel sign because he uh, we, he had a sign with the guys, if he winked, that was the steel sign. So I said, did you did you give him the sign? He said, yeah, but he winked back. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go ahead three years, and we're in Philadelphia plan. And Sax, on first base again. And this time, Reggie Smith is coaching first base, and he calls you by your last name. That's the steal sign. So I give the steal sign to Sax. He doesn't run. I give it to him again. He doesn't run. Now he calls time out and goes back to talk to Reggie. So when he came in, I said, hey, Reggie, what, did, what was that conversation about? He said, I don't want to tell you. <laughs> I said, what do you mean you don't want to tell you?" He said, if I tell you, you're going to get real mad. When I mean, you get real mad, we don't even want to be near you, so I'm not going to tell you. I said, you're going to tell me. I want to know why he came back and talked to you. Now, his sign with the runners was if he called you by your last name. Now, that's not hard to do. And I said, what did he say? He said, hey, Reg, how long do you know me? And I said, let's get, get back to first base. Come on. He said, no, no, I want to know how, how, how long have you known me. And he said, what are you talking about? He said, don't you think... You should start calling me by my first name. <laughs> so, and see, you have to manage these guys. <laughs> me, I'm trying to tell you that. But <laughs> was remember, he couldn't throw the ball to first base. I mean, this was something bad. So I got my boss wanted me to get him out of the lineup. I said, no way. I'm going to let that boy play. He'll get out of that habit. So anyway, (laughs) we're playing in St. Louis in an early practice, and I'm walking with him around the track on a field. I said, Sachi, how many guys are walking the streets of this great nation that can hit 300 in the Big Lakes? Not many, right? Yeah. I said, how many men are walking the streets of this great nation? Who can steal 60 bases. He said, not many. I said, you got 61. I said, but how many men can walk the streets of this country that can throw the ball from second to first? <laughs> In fact, there are 5 million women who can throw the ball from second to first. And by golly, he quit throwing the bag just, just like that. So, you just don't be a manager, you got to be a psychologist, <laughs> tell you that. So, congratulations uh, to the winner of the award here today. He's a fine player, scouted him, saw him play, good player. And uh, Cleveland Indians, <laughs> be nice, uh, if you weren't an Italian, I wouldn't be praying for a Cleveland Indians. <laughs> Stay with them. You never know. <laughs> Thank you very much for that. <laughs> <I> keep trying. <laughs> Don't give up. What's there? Look at look Kansas City. They <laughs> what? In 30 years. I know. Look at us. We we haven't won in 27 years. They need a new manager. Huh? The Dodgers I just need a manager. Are you gonna manage? Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> well, not when they're making all that money. I feel really bad.
1: <laughs> That's Tommy Lasorda, and, uh, yes, he is a Dodger for life. And uh, if you can get past that, uh, a lot of good stuff in there from him, and always entertaining to hear from him. That was. His speech at the 2015 Bob Feller Act of Valor Awards ceremony in Washington earlier this week. Indians Vice President Bob Biasio was there representing the tribe as uh, he always does on behalf of the Feller family. And we'll hear from Bobby D. when we continue with our final segment of Tribe Talk after this on the Indians Radio Network. Meet Madeline. Record collector.
0: Call me Maddie. Maddie's smart, but doesn't know her bank charges a monthly fee. Uh,
6: monthly fee? Yeah. I could use that money on
2: music. Yep.
6: Like rock flute. Uh Uh-huh. Tuba slow jams. Okay. Dance yodeling.
1: Sure.
2: Switch to a KeyBank hassle-free account with no monthly minimum balance or overdraft fees and get $100 when transaction requirements are met. For details about this offer or how to get $300, go to key.com slash switch now or any KeyBank branch. Member FDIC.
0: Just like your Cleveland Indians, Medical Mutual has made a lot of history here in Northeast Ohio. Our rookie year was 1934 when we became one of the nation's first health insurance companies. Today, we field a full roster of all-star plans that serve 1.6 million customers all around Ohio, including a certain well-known baseball team. Whether you need coverage for yourself, your family, or your business, call Medical Mutual, the official health insurer of your Cleveland Indians. Visit medmutual.com slash
2: go-tribe.
1: Welcome back to Tribe Talk, our final segment for this week's show. And as advertised, we welcome in Indians Vice President Bob DiBiasio. He's uh, been on the circuit this week, heading to Washington, D.C. He was a part of the 2015 Bob Feller Active Valor Awards. The Active Valor Awards now in their third year. And it seems like it was just yesterday that uh, the award was new and, and just announced, but uh, this year's recipients on the baseball side: George Brett with the Kansas City Royals, now in their front office, and Milwaukee Brewers catcher Jonathan Lucroy. They're the baseball recipients. Also, some military recipients. And Bobby D, I know when when this was first announced uh, back in 2013, it was highly anticipated, and it just seems like it's an event and an award that gathers momentum with each passing year.
4: Well, it does, Jim. Uh, thanks for having me on to. Uh uh, really uh, give this foundation, uh, and the event that we just had, some wonderful publicity. It really is a wonderful opportunity for us to uh, uh, honor uh, the greatest name in our franchise history, Mr. Bob Feller, uh, who was uh, such a wonderful patriot. Um, we do the event at the U.S. Navy Memorial. Uh, we honor. Um, a, uh, a current Major League Baseball player who uh, truly uh, supports and is dedicated and committed to uh, supporting our servicemen and women. Uh, we honor a Hall of Famer uh, who, uh, uh, like Bob, served in the military or uh, does uh, tremendous work in support of our servicemen and women. And then we honor a Chief Petty Officer, which is the rank that Bob earned. Uh, as he was aboard the USS Alabama as a member of the U.S. Navy in World War II.
1: And uh, in our prior segment, we heard the speech of Tommy Lasorda. Always fun to have him <laughs> at an event. I know he was honored a year ago. And and for someone like that, maybe a little more perspective for him because of his relationship with Bob Feller?
4: Absolutely. Uh, our first recipient uh, Hall of Famer was Yogi Berra. Uh, number two is Tommy Lasorda, our third year here, George Brett. And unfortunately, uh, George uh, couldn't be with us uh, due to the success of the Kansas City Royals, obviously. Um, they were having their parade and, and uh, follow up uh, events, but obviously he needed to be a part of there in Kansas City. Uh, Tommy was uh, going to present the Hall of Fame award to George, but instead uh spoke on his behalf and as you just heard uh, uh, provided some wonderful tales uh, just an incredible man at eighty seven years old, still strong in the storytelling and had a whole lot of fun with uh, with uh, tommy uh, at the event but, uh, yes the connection that uh, they have uh, directly those of us who uh, yourself myself Amy and uh, the whole group that considered Bob a close friend uh, it doesn't mean a little bit more um, when you know the man and how truly dedicated he was uh, to uh, his country
1: and certainly this award it it recognizes that relationship between baseball and the military and, and during Bob's playing career obviously uh, it meant everything because of things that were going on in in the world. A little bit different now, and, and nice to see some good perspective on the part of a current player. And, and in this case, in this year's award, a Jonathan Lucroy of the Brewers.
6: Jonathan Lucroy,
4: um, I have to tell you, uh, our first uh, recipient was Justin Verlander of the Tigers, um, who has given millions to. Um, our servicemen and women, uh, specifically wounded warrior programs. Uh, last year, Nick Swisher uh, of the tribe obviously uh, was the winner. Um, Nick has been to Afghanistan, visiting base, military bases, and is truly committed to our uh, supporting our servicemen and women. Jonathan Lucroy is right amongst that. I mean, what he has done in uh, his hometown. Uh, of Milwaukee, just remarkable. The, they have a Fisher House, uh, Wisconsin. It's a, it's a facility for military vets and their families. Uh, you know, the, the, the vets are receiving treatment at the local Milwaukee VA hospital. Uh, he's a regular visitor, supporter, has done PSAs for the facility. Uh, he went to Washington, D.C., In the off-season of last year with 41 World War II and Korean vets when they did the honor flight um, to D.C., Um, he does what uh, Tito does here. He invites uh, uh, wounded warriors uh, to Brewers games and meets and greets with them. Um, He just does regular visits uh, to uh, the Army bases. It's just... uh, um, a terrific thing to hear and see, um, what our baseball players are doing. And, and, you know, Justin and Nick and, and now Jonathan, Luke, Roy, there were 15 nominees across baseball, 15 teams nominated a, a player for the Bob Feller Active Valor Award. Um, Jonathan, um, who's an all-star catcher, truly rosy. Uh, is a shining example of all that is good in the world of Major League Baseball today.
1: Well, great stuff, Bobby D. And I, I know it's an event that you look forward to yearly now, and, and we'll look forward to, to seeing who the nominees are next year and who the winners are this time in 2016.
4: Yeah. Well, thanks for uh, giving us some pub. The Bob Feller Active Valor Foundation appreciates it. I'm. Incredibly honored to be the Master of Ceremonies at the U.S. Navy Memorial. We had the Secretary of the Navy. Uh, we had the Senior Senator from Wisconsin, Rob Johnson there, supporting Jonathan LeCroy. um Just five or seven Rear Admirals. Rosie, it really is a terrific, terrific event. and uh, The intersection of baseball and the U.S. Navy uh, begins with Mr. Bob Feller and we're honored to be a part of it.
1: That's Indians Vice President Bob DiBiasio filling us in on this week's 2015 Bob Feller Active Valor Awards Ceremony in our nation's capital, Washington, D.C. And that's going to do it for this week's edition of Tribe Talk. Great to have you with us. We'll be back next week right here at Progressive Field. For another edition right here on the Indians Radio Network. Until then, this is Jim Rosenhouse reminding you that you've been listening to Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Indians Radio Network.
0: Hey, 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 let's go Tribe! Hey, 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 let's go Tribe! right! You've been listening to Tribe Talk, presented by Progressive. Making it easy to bundle home and car insurance. Brought to you by Subway, where winners eat.